0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Napa know how. If you know how to pick something up and
1: put it in a bucket, you know how to save 20%. This week only, buy a Napa
0: bucket for $2.99. Fill it to the top and boom. You're a savings genius. So hurry in and Save. Because the Napa 20% off deal ends soon. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating stores, exclusions apply. Minimum three items. Offer available July 23rd through July 31st.
2: the big
3: Welcome back to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. We got a great one for everybody tonight. Steve McCall from Skullhammer is our guest. We haven't spoken to Steve in probably eight years. I became a big fan of the band. Actually, Steve was actually one of the first guests we had on this show uh, in the earlier days. I remember when their first EP came out, The Fear the Truth, in 2008. Hearing some of the songs and falling in love with the band. Well, Skullhammer's back with a brand new record called Resisting Time. And I'm going to talk to Steve in about a half hour. But right there, H-Bomb, doing H-Bomb. I've been listening to that song probably every week for the last 35 years, and I still have not a clue what he's saying. I can't make out one of those words in French, except Archbomb. But they were a great band. Nothing beat that first EP, that Coupe the Metal EP that came out. They had a different single later on after that. The second record wasn't bad, but I, I love that first album. All right, we're going to keep the music flowing here tonight. I have nothing new to play. I did get a couple of new albums in this week. I just hadn't had a chance to go through them. I'll do that this week. We'll get on some new music by some classic. August next week. Uh, Dave uh, sent me an email before reminding me that Tokyo Blades' new record, Unbroken, comes out in about another week, and uh, I'm working on getting them back on the show, probably in September, because we're going to have a pretty quiet August here. I have my daughter's wedding one Sunday, so uh, I won't be around for that show, and uh, I'm on vacation for two weeks at the end of the month. But you know what? September is our 10-year anniversary, and we're going to overload it with guests to make up for what we didn't do in August. But right now, how about some Steeler, the one from Germany? heavy metal century E. t Quigg, Child of Sin, off their first DP from back in 1984. I, I can't tell you how many times I saw the band at Lamar back in the day. They were like the house band at that club. They played almost every week for, for a very long time. Started out doing mostly covers and started bringing in the original songs. And they were just a great, solid act. I'm glad Mark hooked up with Accept. You know, I mean, of course, I would love to see that original classic lineup with Udo Front and the band again. That's not going to happen. Mark does a great job in those records that they've made with Mark on vocals. You know, it has that classic accept sound. Mark does have a little bit of Udo in his voice as well as his own sound, and it's just a nice mix and combination. Absolutely love it. And Udo, speaking of Udo, he's got his brand new Udo record coming out next month. We'll have him back on the show to talk. I think we spoke to Udo like three times this year. We had him on the show. He uh, was promoting the the Dirk Schneider record. Then we helped promote the tour when he came around, and now he's back with his uh, solo band again. A lot going on for the guy. Busy year. And that's always a good thing. All right, let's keep the music flowing here. We got another couple of songs before we talk to Steve. Maybe we'll get two or three more on. We'll play a couple of songs off the new Skullhammer record. I saw Scotty Ian was saying that he could probably do his spoken word tour for up to six hours and keep people engaged. And I don't know if that's a threat or a promise. I mean... If he's doing a spoken word, to, the, to me, that's a great thing because it means that Anthrax aren't playing live or performing. And anytime I'm going to have to hear about Anthrax, it's always a good day. So maybe she's just keep on doing that. And, you know, six hours, that's a long time to talk. But then again, he mostly talks about himself, so he's a self-centered prick anyway. So I guess it's not that hard to do. All right, let's go to New Jersey. Sneak attack. <laughs> power lord with malice uh you know they had their album out in 86 and i still play that record till today i love it the awakening this this song was on the album but that was actually the demo cut from the evil dead demo that came out a year before in 1985 such a great band i've been trying for like i don't know how many years now to get a member of the band on the show i actually found tony gurley the guitar player on uh facebook uh, but i've had no luck you know re- getting him to respond to me uh Maybe try to get him on the show. Yeah, I look for Dan Cook, the singer. I don't know if that's his real name or not, but the comedian keeps popping up. We can't find anything. And his brother Bob was a drummer in the band, and Brian Massey was a bass player. But I've had no luck with any member. Trying to get them on here. I won't give up. That's what we're doing right here. We keep trying to get these classic underground metal bands back on here. And right before that, we played Sneak Attack with the song Sneak Attack off their first demo tape. A great band out of New Jersey. We had the drummer on the show a few years ago. I tried, you know, my whole goal is always to try to get one of these classic underground bands who never made it out of, out of the demo stage. I had like these really killer demo tapes, like to reunite, just so like I reunited one of these bands for my show. And I, I, I came close with Savage Thrust, a local Staten Island band who were great back in the day. It almost happened. It fell apart. Something happened with the guitar player and the singer, and it just didn't, they both reached out to me. I got everybody hooked up, and it, it just didn't pan out. I, I've tried it with Armed Forces, who actually had a little mini reunion a few weeks ago in Long Island. Uh, it was Steve and I think one of the two of the guitar players. Steve's band was playing, and they all kind of got up and did a few Armed Forces songs. I wasn't able to get out there because it was on a Sunday night when I do this show, and I couldn't make it. But I would have loved to have seen that. You know, Tommy Bowen is right now he's playing with uh, with Doro and Warlock. I don't know if it's going to be a permanent thing again. Uh, he kind of hooked up with them for the 30th anniversary tour uh, when they were doing the Triumph and Agony record. So I don't know if he's sticking with that or if he's going to go back to his band NYC that he has. I have no clue, but it'd be pretty cool. I've also have been in touch with Scott Knight over the years. Uh, it's not his real name, uh, but he sang on that record. I would love to try to make that happen. And I know I worked on another band. I just can't remember who was, well, like I said, Sneak Attack and Savage Lust. I don't know. I got to find one of these groups to get back together. That's my ultimate goal, to say I accomplished something. All right, let's get to one more tune. Then we're going to talk to Steve from Skohammer. They got a brand new record out. We'll play a few tunes off of that after we talk to Steve. How about, let me see, we got about five minutes, four minutes. I'm looking for a song that'll fit in there, so I don't have to cut them off. How about we do uh, Hunger Stage Attack? <laughs> Out of Germany, Hunter with Stage Attack. I believe they came off the first record, Night of the Hunter, from back in 1985, I want to say. Somewhere around that time. Pretty good band. They had two records out and then kind of faded into the woodwork. All right, I believe we have Steve on the line right now. Let's connect them and get this interview going. Uh, Give me a second here. Steve, it's Mike. Can you hear me?
1: Hey, Mike. You there?
3: I'm there. Can you you hear me okay? Excellent, man. I'm doing excellent. How are you? It's been way too long. I have to apologize. About ten years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I owe you the apology for taking too long to make another album, but at least it's out <laughs> and it's, and we and it's doing well and people seem to like it. So I hey, I, I've got a, a friend here with me. Is it okay if I try to put you on speakerphone? Yeah, go right ahead. Hang on one second. Let me try this. Hey, can you hear us?
3: Yes, I can.
1: All right, hey, i got got uh, my good buddy uh, Glenn Reeds here with us, uh, our ma- master bass player.
3: Hey, All Mark, right, how are you doing, Glenn? How are I'm you? I'm doing great. Excellent. It's great to have you guys on here. I have to tell you, yeah, Steve, like you were saying, a long time between records. You know what? When you put this album on, it's so good, it kind of makes you forget that there was an eight-year gap in between records.
1: Well, thanks a lot. I mean, uh, you know, I, from, the, from an uh, outside standpoint, I know it, it just looks like just a long time between albums, but there's been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, there's been 87 different lineup changes in between <laughs> that album and, and this one. Um, I was fortunate enough to be on both. Thank fortunate. God.
4: And I was out of the band for, what, like seven years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I've been back in the band for like a
0: year.
1: Yep. Thank goodness. Yeah, it was great, you know, because uh, Glenn had, had left after Pain and Blood, and it was funny because I hadn't talked to him for a long time. So people were like, you know, oh, what happened with Glenn? How come he left? And I go, I don't know. I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't heard from him. And then we bumped into each other at Ralph's, which is the, you know, local metal capital uh, for for bands in Worcester around here. Absolutely. And I was just talking to him, like, hey, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, I'm actually Skullhammer's looking for a bassist. Uh, why don't we get together again? And it worked out great right before the album. Yeah, what show was that? That was the Blast, wasn't it? I think that was the Ross the Boss show, yeah. And I was, uh,
4: you know, I'm watching the show, and then I realized that is standing right in front of me. So I tapped him on the shoulder. He turns out hey, what's up, man? How's it going? You know,
1: yeah. and,
4: and then it came up, we need a bass player. And what are you up to? And I, hey, you know, <laughs> I came back.
2: Right. And it's <laughs> been great. Yeah. And Perfect timing.
3: That's, that, that's great, man. At least, like I said, you won both the Is you know what happened? I think Glenn, you got sucked up in the world of Bob Mitchell for far too long. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I'm glad you liked the director. We put a lot of time and work into it. Um, it was, you know, a couple of months in the studio, and then we went back a little later. We did the video, uh, the Nomads of the Wasteland video, first time we did a green screen. Uh, so we're, we're pretty proud.
3: Yeah, the video does look good, too. It came out really great.
1: Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That's uh, Jim Foster. I'll give, I'll give Jim a plug. Uh, Red13 Media... Uh, Framingham, Massachusetts, Jim uh, He produces Everybody from You know He records the the Lattice Godsmack album He just did the last Queensryche video Cool He's great well,
3: well, you know, Steve You know, even though It was eight years Between records It isn't like the band Just kind of folded up And died off I mean, you guys are busy Doing other stuff Playing, but hey, People forget that You guys do it all On your own So it does take A little bit longer It's not as easy But, you know, eight years, like the first time we spoke, I think the Fear the Truth EP had just come out, maybe a little, maybe a year or so it was out, and you were on the show, and I remember being blown away by the music on there, So you know what, you know, metal's coming back again, and around 2008, you know, that's when the scene just started to take off again, I mean, it was building up to it, but here in the U.S., it wasn't until about that time that it really started to, you know, get, get a foothold again here, and people were starting to get interested again in real good classic metal.
1: You're right, yeah. It was it was good timing, I, I, I guess by coincidence, that, that Skullhammer was forming, and, and Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show was taking off around the same time, too. Uh, I always tell everybody you were the first one, the first major station to really play Skullhammer music, and I didn't realize till listening to the Earl of the Show tonight that I guess I was one of your first interviews.
3: Yeah, yeah, one of the first Yeah, Maybe I... We had one interview a month back then. Now we do like three a show usually. <laughs> but, you know, you were one of the first guests we had on the show. And, and I've still played your band on the show nonstop for the last 10 years. I'm just glad now I've got new songs to choose from.
1: Oh, we we got some history, man. It's it's awesome, Ed. I, I listen to the show all the time.
3: Uh, I'm glad, Steve. I'm glad. But what was the long gap? Because, you know, the scene really built up so much in the last eight years and and so much was going on and, and it was getting so big again. And, you know, but we didn't really hear from you as far as like songs go.
1: Well, also too, you know, like, um, I don't know if you know, but I, I was on the, the second CX album. Uh, yeah. I, I came in as a lead singer for CX for a couple of years. I did the second album with them. I wrote all the lyrics for that album. And then I also did, it was a, a a, a co-headlining tour CX, and I sang both sets every night.
3: That's gotta be challenging, especially singing. It
1: was. My voice was gone by the <laughs> end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, it's be been hard. a lot of stuff, you know, like we we, we did a lot of touring off Pain and Blood. Uh we got out and we played Warriors of Metal with Flotsam and Jetsum. We played uh Ragnarokerfest with Grim Reaper. Uh we went up and did a bunch of shows in Canada. Uh, so we've been we've been we've been active, I know you know from a release standpoint, eight years is an awful long time uh between releases um, but you know all those songs were played live, and really I think that's why I think the new album is stronger than the last one because we took all the songs on the road and really boiled them down and really kind of went over everything you know with crowds and with each other to to really you know work every little bug out,
3: yeah. I know like you said a lot of line changes That seems to be a common thing today with bands It's hard to keep you know members in there for one reason or another It's not always like they don't get along It's it's you not know, have family obligations, work obligations Just life in general Does That's that it, make it, it harder to keep no, things consistent? Of things. Yeah, <laughs> Any combination of stuff,
1: you
4: name it
1: We're a DIY band, you know what I mean? Like We all have our, our, our jobs and stuff like that too so it's a it's a balance between, you know, earning money and then making our side time. We all put aside time and money to put into the band for practice and touring and You
4: know. It's good that we're a three yeah. piece too, because if we had two more people in the band we'd have two more lives to deal with. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> That's why the power trio thing is so yeah, great. It's great. It's gonna get yeah. three guys together.
3: Yep. Less money Hard to split to get
1: three guys together, Let alone five It is, it's like the three stooges <laughs> Trying to get three guys together it's a, it's
3: yeah. <laughs> Who's your drummer, Mo Howard? <laughs> <laughs> oh god Well who, who's playing drums for you today?
1: Well actually um, that's kind of up in the air Now that you mention that Mike uh, the, the last show we played at Ralph's uh, The 23rd was the CD release For Resisting Time And that was also Chris's last show uh, so you know, obviously we left on good terms with him. He's just looking to spend, like you said, he needs more time. He's got two young kids, and they're in little league, and he wants to just be able to spend more time with his family. Yeah. So
3: that's so the hard right part. Right
1: now we're 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 taking a little bit of downtime, and we're looking around and talking to some different drummers. Uh, Glenn has a very good friend, very talented drum writer. I'd rather have him say something more than me. Um, yeah, as, as
4: a matter of fact, I do have a very good friend.
1: Out in
3: how good a friend?
4: Canada. His name is Rick Sharon. He used to be the drummer for Exciter from Canada. Yep. Very well-known band. Um, he's a good friend of mine. We've had a band together in the past, in the, the you know, not that long back. And uh, I'm hoping that maybe I can get him to come down and play a couple shows with us and see how it goes. You know, we've been talking about it a little bit back and forth nothing's in stone nothing's even you know official or anything like that but he's a good friend of mine and i'm hoping he'll hook up with us and do a couple shows and maybe see where it goes from there so you know rick if you're listening i love you man and uh you'd be a great addition to this if uh you know if you'd be interested in coming down and playing with us sometime
1: yeah we'd love to have you
4: but again it's just an open thing it's nothing official and it's nothing in stone it's just an offer for a friend man
3: that would be great. Well, you played, wasn't Wasn't Rick in mind of fast with you?
4: Exactly. He was. That's absolutely right. Yep. Yeah. Mike, yeah. We're Mike, so good buds, man.
1: I, I love talking to you, Mike. You know your m- music and your bands and your metal.
3: Hey, you know, I have no life, so you have to. The wife's kind of locking <laughs> out of everything. I sit in there and read all day. <laughs> but yeah, no, But Rick's a great drummer. I know he has another, I mean, is would, would you prefer to have like a local drummer where there's somebody you can get with all the time to rehearse? rehearsal? Does it really matter today? Because when you do a show, people can come in and play Whenever they want, really
1: See, that's what we're kind of discussing We maybe uh, maybe have someone who we'll jam with locally uh, To do some stuff And then maybe if things worked out You know, uh, with Rick That could we maybe do bigger festivals with him And do more touring and stuff like that You know, it, it's all right up uh, Right now it's just kind of speculation So I really don't like to say much but yeah, a lot of pipe in there right now yeah. a lot of brainstorming and Coming yeah. up with ideas And you know yeah we just we just did the show at Rouse a few weeks ago, and this is actually the first time we're actually just getting together to hang out and and have sort of you know talk about the band again and kind of figure where we're going to go from here as
4: a matter of fact it's the first time i've been to ace's house in probably uh god
1: eight years <laughs> i couldn't even remember how to get in i'm like uh, yeah, i'm here look, look for the house with all the guitars in the window
3: <laughs> uh, well, i'm glad that you guys are back together playing again you know it, it's not is there like a comfort factor in that because both of you kind of know each other and how you work and how you play together
1: Oh totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I feel so good with this guy beside me on the stage. A cuz we get along well and it's fun having people that you get along with and your your buds in the band. Plus you're the best bass player this band's ever had with without Thank without you very question. Much, so I, I I it made this album better. It's 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 invigorated the 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 morale of the band, you know, having people like that in the band too. So no, the thing, the,
3: it, it works out great. Things are are good. Oh, I'm glad for that. You know, so many bands, like you know, you, you sort of like take Aerosmith or a band like that. They don't like each other. They don't get along. They go out on stage. You would never know the difference up on stage. It's like you know, it's just like where they play. and There's a professionalism to it. But they, most of them, don't even like each other when they're not together. A <laughs> right, stage. right,
1: right, exactly. It, you know, like the Ramones, like everybody has to take yeah. a different bus to. To the gig. Yeah, like they're, they're I, police, right? Doesn't everybody hate Sting? Like, yeah, <laughs> even I, I, hate, I, Sting. That's
2: and right. I, I hate
1: Sting. I'm never playing
2: in a band with them but yeah, no, you <laughs> want to have
1: guys that you get along with and your, your buddies. You're going to be locked in a van with, you know, 18 hours a day driving right. around the country. You got to have people you can get along with.
3: It, it, it is important because there's that chemistry that comes out, and, and it does show. You know, when you want it to the thing, you know, stage, get along. Thing. You're like. Yeah, you know, they don't like each other. I don't. I can't really get into it. But when guys are having fun, I think that's the most important thing.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. That's what that's what keeps us going. You know, I mean, it's we're brothers, man. That's it. You know, this this, this whole thing. You know, it's it's in our blood, like you said. It, music's in your blood. It's what you love to do. We're not doing this for money or for fame or for attention or for for anything like that or for applause. We just do because we love playing it. <laughs> 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 little applause is nice. Everyone. Yeah, a little applause is nice once in a while. It does feel
2: good. <laughs> but I mean,
1: I, go back to mowing the lawns the next day? Yeah, yeah. right. Can <laughs> I go back to my. my Hating houses or. <laughs> yeah, my, my traveling cat washing business. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Hey, Glenn, <laughs> who's more yes, evil, sir. Steve Zimmerman or Tommy Blotto?
4: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, man, Steve Zimmerman is a total sweetheart.
3: Yeah, he he, is. he doesn't
4: have a bone in his body.
3: <laughs> you sure about that?
4: do I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Steve's a good guy. We've had him on the show before. <laughs> He's a fun guy.
4: But, wow, you know, yeah, you're going back to the Enemy Remains days, too.
3: Absolutely. Because Absolutely. What he what just always looks look so angry. What, that was,
4: just, surprised he... me. I was like, wow.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, I have, you've been yeah, around.
4: I you do get around. I haven't <laughs> seen, seen Steve in a while, but I hear he's doing well, and he's
3: a good dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice, nice guys, yeah. You've been in a lot of different bands over the years. How was it when you step into a band, you know, it's, it's an normally established act. You're like the new guy in the group. Do you try to make yourself fit in and get along with everybody in there? Do you kind of have to go in there and be yourself and add your own know, touch to the songs? Because you're going to be playing other people's songs, but you also want to be yourself, too.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's what I try to do. I just try to be myself, you know. I just do it how I would do it, and hopefully uh, I I tried to take that approach. <clears throat> um, I used to play a little bit with uh, Joe Hasselvander from Raven. Uh, he was also in Mind Assassin with us for a period of time. He did the uh, the, the EP with us, and I became, through that, over time, a part of uh, the Hounds of Vander And um, I wasn't... There wasn't really a lot of room for creative freedom there. I mean, like, it was to the point where if there was an A note fretted on the fifth fret on the lowest string, and I decided to play the A note open, the song would be shut down and I'd be corrected. <laughs>
2: so,
3: wow.
4: You know, it go very far that way. But in this circumstance with Steve, <laughs> he gives me total freedom. So, you know, as long as I'm hitting the right notes... Sometimes I'm not even
1: hitting the right notes but it's still great <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this music, you can't tell anyway Right note, wrong note, whatever <laughs> I'm
2: <True. just> <laughs> <Poisoned out. laughs>
3: Well, listen the, al- the album is phenomenal, I have to say I mean, you did take it up a notch since the last record I mean, were these songs being worked on Over the last eight years, a lot of them Or were some of them like just relatively new and written for the record?
1: Yeah, no I've been writing steadily since since the end of Paid and Blood, uh, and there were some songs that, you know, we'd played live, and I think, it was one of, I think the bass player at the time was like, yeah, I don't know if that's one of our best songs or if it's that great, and I threw whole songs in the trash, so I wrote a lot of material and then, you know, really took the best of the best, so I, I really feel that it's a, a, a much stronger album than the last one was. Not to there's anything wrong with Pain and Blood, but there's a lot of editing and, and
3: writing on, on this one. Well, it's a lot of growth also. I mean, eight years, you've grown, you've matured musically in the way you write, and you can hear it in the song that you put out there. And You, know, you hear this band saying, you know, there's been, you know, we put out a record, there's seven great songs on there, but you know, we had to put a couple of fillers on there. I never got that. Why put in songs that you felt that you weren't happy with or weren't good enough and they're considered fillers, just leave them out?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's no room for filler, in my opinion. Like, every every song has to be as as great as you can make it on its own, and that 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 was our approach. And if there was even one riff or one part of one song that any of us were kind of like, eh, looking at each other on, we'd pull it and and it goes right in the trash, and it would write another part and 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 just pick up from there. And yeah, I, you know, I guess it shows the band has grown, and and you know, we've, we've learned about, you know, keeping the stronger material.
3: Yeah. Is it hard to give up a part when another band member says, this isn't working, we don't like it, but yet in your head, you've been working on this for so long and you know that there's something there, but it's just not jiving. Is it hard to say, okay, let's just scrap it.
1: Yeah. You know, there there was actually one song that we dumped and I actually salvaged one of the riffs out of the song. The rest of the song, I, 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 I I was happy to leave, but there was one I forget what it was. I have to listen back again to it. Oh yeah. But I, I mean,
4: yeah, I kind of remember that.
1: It was um.
2: Oh,
1: what's the name of the song? Oh, I can't remember it now. But there was it was a song, and the uh, we we decided not to play it anymore. Oh, bone shrapnel, bone shrapnel. It was about um, World War Two. The, the 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 bombers would aim for the piles of dead bodies and the explosion would send shards of bones to kill the other soldiers. Wow. And so I thought that was just a sick song concept. But the song never lasted. We junked it. But there was a, at least one riff I took out of there that's on Resisting Time.
3: Well, that was cool. What I have to say is I, I love the album covers on the last two records. I don't know who's doing the artwork for you. I know you're a big comic book guy, and you have a lot going on with that too. But these covers are yeah. phenomenal. It's oh, like a thank piece you. of
1: artwork. Yeah, I am i I tried to get the same artist that did paid in Blood this time, and he just wasn't available, so I found uh, uh someone else dusan Markovic give him a plug too a fantastic artist he does a lot of metal metal album covers mike you you recognize his stuff, you'll see a lot of other other bands with his stuff
3: yeah, he does great work he, like I look at this car like i want to get a, a poster of this and hang it up on my wall. It's just that, you know, it's just so cool to see that again cuz so many bands don't put a lot of time and effort to the album covers anymore.
1: Yup, Well, you know, you know me, I'm old school. I I grew up with the vinyl records and and reading the liner notes and really drinking in and appreciating Uh, The artwork and stuff. So I put that back in the skull hammer. I want our fans or people who buy our stuff and listen to it to to be able to do the same, you know, sit in their room or their comfort chair and put on the headphones or the big speakers and, and, you know, give them
3: the whole. Uh, That's the way to do it. I mean, I know you guys did this on your own. Is there a chance that there'll be vinyl releases to this? Or are you guys looking to maybe hook up with a label that can help distribute or put it out for you? Or would you rather just stay solo?
1: You know, we're, we're open to either. You know, if, if we get the right the right contract uh, with somebody that believes in the band and will, is willing to help us out, I'd totally be open for that. You know, uh, the the last thing we 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 self funded the the last album and the vinyl release of it. Um, so I don't know if we're gonna do that again on this one or not. We're gonna talk to some other people and kind of see what what the best way to go is.
3: Yeah, you guys gotta reach out to Pure Steel. They they have every band in the world on that label
1: Yeah, I'll have to talk to them I, I have to go through my notebook and update <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: I'll update, my. a lot of my contacts are, are, are from the last album so eight years ago <laughs> I think most people's <laughs> numbers and addresses <differences> have changed
3: <laughs> Yeah, well have Glenn give Bob a call, Bob's the representative for if you're still here in the USA
4: <laughs> All right, I definitely. I will. I will. I'll, I'll, Jeez, I'll, they'll, let, they'll let anybody be a representative these days, I guess. You got that right.
2: <laughs> you don't even have to
4: be smart.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I got to catch right breath on that one. Oh, <laughs> Oh God, but yeah, I mean, you know, it it, it seems like every band can get signed to a label today. But a lot of bands don't even want to be bothered anymore because there's nothing that they can't do on their own. At least they can reap the rewards, you know, if there are any, especially financially.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's uh, the the labels have really their powers have really been reduced. Uh, You know, a band can do so much on their own. Um, If you get distribution, which you know, I'll I'll throw it out there. Uh, Anybody's interested in checking out our music, you can listen to it. Uh, it's on CDbaby.com dot com. If you're interested in physical copies, there's those too. Um, plus, you know, you can listen to it for free. It's on YouTube and stuff like that too. But that's basically what we've been doing the last few years: is just handling our own distribution um, uh, through CD Baby, uh, through some other independent outlets. You know, I'll, I'll fill orders myself and mail out vinyls and and stuff to people.
3: Yeah. Th- does it matter to you how people get your music? I mean, some bands will tell you, you know what, download our stuff illegally, we don't care, we just want you to hear the music Other bands like, no, 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 you know, buy the album, and I get it, buy the records, you know, digital, CD, vinyl, whatever, just buy it to support the band But does it matter to you how people get your music?
1: I just hope that they appreciate it, you know The thing is,
4: it's very difficult to control other parties from making our content downloadable and uh, you know, it's very difficult for us to sell anything that we've done that way because you can just go on any of those torrents out there that we haven't put out. It's all over YouTube. It's you know, it's definitely not um it's
1: it's not easy
4: to take care of things that way anymore.
1: Yeah, it's kind of out of out you of know? your hands. As soon as it, it's released with one copy. It doesn't
4: even have to be released on a record yeah. label. As soon as it's out they grab sure. it and run with it. Yeah.
3: That's that's true. I mean I'll, I'll see a record You know Like on some website Like downloadable Like now And then a month from now That record company Is sending me my copy My advanced copy To play on the show <laughs> Like this thing's been out For a month already Everybody's been playing And listening to it I mean I, I don't get it In the 70s I couldn't watch porn on HBO Because I scrambled the signal We can't do that With downloadable music We can't make that happen
1: <laughs> No kidding Yeah no it's funny There was uh, actually A guy requested um, Our album When it had come out and I said, sure, I'll send you a copy of it. I just said, please, just you know, don't put it up as a as a free torrent for 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 anybody. That's all I ask. And he goes, Yeah. Well, how do you think I heard about your new album? He goes, There's free torrents all over the place. It's all over the place. He goes, It's faster <laughs> than the news. So it's I go, incredible. Okay, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs>
4: as, as, back in the Pain in the Blood days, um, we were having an issue with another band that was called Skullhammer that had come from Canada, and. We had the trademark Of course So in the end You know We were allowed to be Continued to be called Skullhammer Where the other band Had to change their name And as soon as Our album came out As soon as they, I think they had Something to do with that Still I think You know All those torrents That came out that Back then It was crazy I couldn't care less About them
3: Yeah Well you know It is they're from Canada So first off It's not even like A real country So nobody's going To take this serious Anyway So it doesn't matter I
4: got, no, I got a lot
3: of friends in Canada man I love Canada So do I I'm just saying. You can go to a country where you could take over the whole country with a water gun and become president. It doesn't take much to get into Canada.
1: I got a couple of super soakers right here.
3: <laughs> oh, forget it. You could be the king. You could be the emperor of Canada with a super soaker. No reason to worry about that. But, you know, how, how's everything going in you know, Massachusetts today? Is there a good enough scene? I see a couple of shows. I know you said Ralph was like the main place. I see a lot of bands come and go there. Is it enough to keep you active, or do you really have to kind of branch out a little bit and maybe hit different states up?
1: Yeah, we, we branch out a little bit. I wish there were more places to play, um, especially for our type of music. There's only so many. Ralph's is probably the best one locally, I think, for, for what we do. Um, you know, uh, play club's Clubs close all the time. It's, it's 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 a shame, you know. Firehouse 13 was a great place we used to play down in Rhode Island. They closed a little while ago. Um, so it's it's constantly, you know, one 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 or two disappear. One or two, one maybe will pop up again. Uh, so it's a lot of work trying to keep up with with the best places to play too. But yeah, we travel. We do, you know, all New England. You know, we'll do Maine, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Connecticut.
3: Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's not the same as it used to be for the clubs, and I get that. You know, back in the 80s when you went to a club, you know, that club was, it was a rock club, a metal club, and you went there, you hung out all night long, you you with your friends, you saw a new bands, you got into the music, you didn't care. It was like your place to be. Today, like, they just want you in to buy a couple of drinks and they want you out the door again by 11 o'clock. And, and people just don't want to go out, I feel, a lot of times because they don't feel like they're welcome there. Like, it's a place where they can hang out and make it like a second home, like a place to be.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's it, I guess,
4: you know, it'd be great if there were more places like Ralph's because that's, that's that's what Ralph's is. I
1: mean, you go there, there's a yeah. great atmosphere, great people there, you know.
4: Great yeah. sound, sound there
1: is good. And people stay till the end of the night. Like I remember that too. Like go, all our friends would close close the place. And then yeah. I see people their watches, you know, through the second or third band. Like it's, it's Saturday night. Where are you guys going? Why do you have to go home early on a Saturday or a Friday night?
3: On the weekend, there's no excuse. You're right. There's no excuse on the weekend. There's a lot of weekday shows here in New York. I mean, on a Tuesday night, a Monday night, a Wednesday night, you know, it's hard for the the crowd, you know, at least my age to get to these shows with going to work and and going home and going back. It's a little difficult, you know, but on a weekend, that should be your night out. That's all you should be there for is to have a good time, have a drink and, and catch a couple of bands.
1: Right, exactly, you know, uh, and even during the week, like I remember, you know, I'd go to shows during the week because it was Tuesdays or Thursday metal night, and I had to work 8 a.m. the next day at the uh, my little printing job I had way back when, and man, all right, so I got a few hours less sleep that night, I'd go to bed a little early that night, or, you know, you know if if you like yeah. your music and you want to go out and have fun, you find a way to do it.
3: No, I agree, you know what it is here in New York, it takes you about 75 minutes to travel a mile and a half. So to go to a club that's six miles away. <laughs> oh my God! You have to it's gonna be like that seat.
1: in Massachusetts. You have to
3: leave. Yeah. You oh have my God! To leave on so congested.
1: The highway is ridiculous.
3: Yeah. Here yeah, you gotta leave on Tuesday to see a show on Wednesday, and hope you get there in time.
1: <laughs> yep. I tell you, it's 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 the same thing here, man. It's like uh, uh, congested everywhere, you know.
3: It's crazy. I'm one says, you guys? So I'm going to the bank, so I'll see you in about four days. Because the bank is like five yeah, miles from right, the house. It takes, exactly. it takes a week to get there and back. But the good thing yep. is it oh, a couple and, and every road is
1: under construction. Every every <laughs> road in Massachusetts is under construction.
3: <laughs> it's crazy.
1: But think about it. Uh, I don't, I don't know what they're again. doing with all our tax dollars, but I see like two guys working in a ten mile ten miles of cones.
3: Listen, I, I do that for a living. There's a reason for that. We don't want people to see us. That's what it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if they see you hey, working there work. then they'll, no.
3: they'll say it should be done So if they don't see you, they're like, this job's never going to get done And then you can stay there for 30 years and retire on one job
1: Right, right, exactly You know, but it's going to be like, you know, fines doubled in work area It's like, the whole road is a work area
3: <laughs> yeah, But you know what it is, nobody's working So you don't have to worry about paying double the fine Because there's never anybody working
1: <laughs> Right, yeah. everybody leaning on
3: shovels <laughs> <laughs> That's a union requirement here in New York. You got to lean on your shovel for six hours a day.
1: Oh man, you're telling me. I I, I worked a, a stagehand uh, for for ten years. But why is the horse the symbol for the union?
3: <laughs> I don't know. Tell me.
1: It's the only animal that can sleep standing up.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs>
3: hey, you gotta love the teamsters. <laughs> oh yeah Definitely <laughs> That's great But guys listen 10 years in now The band How do you feel The scene is now Compared to when the band First started out I mean is, is is it better All around in music in general I mean for everything Shows Buying albums Have you seen it Picked up here in the US
1: Well you know It was good then too I, I think it's just Just as good now But you know uh, I think it's, it's It's still good There's a good local scene We're lucky There's a lot of metal heads Around yeah. here there's a lot of uh, guys that come from, like, New Hampshire. There's a Rhode Island scene and crew. Um, but to say specifically from then till now, I I don't know if I really noticed a difference. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I mean, it, I
4: I think it might have been a bit more active back in the old days, you know? As, but, uh, but our crowd was younger, too, at the same time. So we were all younger. We were playing at parties and stuff. We were having parties in our band room. We were, you know... Uh, our drummer at the time was in college Wasn't he? So yeah. like a lot of those people That came around was You know some of some of that crowd
1: that was around here We were part of at that time A lot of underground shows back then too Like A I lot of underground shows I don't see as much of that now yeah. yeah that would be cool A little bit more underground shows Those are great like, like yeah. we did a lot of shows at people's houses Or you know just an empty band room Or we stuff bring like that, that. Back.
3: Yeah that was great Yeah that would be cool Uh, I mean, you know, as far as touring goes, would it be a possibility if you guys were offered a tour, be able to hook up on a tour, you'd be able to go out and do it?
1: Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully.
3: That would be great. I I know, I see CX was over in Europe recently. I don't know if they're still there or not.
1: Yeah. I think they are still there at the moment. Yeah. I think they are. Yeah. Yeah, I've been following uh, on Facebook. Uh, Them and and Ravager over there having some fun. Yeah. Is that, like, a
3: difficult thing First, I go the two local bands. Is it difficult to hook up on a tour in Europe like that?
1: You well, know, it's it's you know it's 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 a lot of money. I mean, basically, you know, people always think like, oh, you know, some some rich guy came along and plucked you up, you know. Uh, yeah, it's and, like funded and, through a
4: festival or something like that, right? And people, yeah. You know yeah there's it's it's there's things that generate the cash that
1: make this possible well, there's another local band that you know they're good at doing festivals and fundraisers and stuff like that, which is a great approach i mean you're right they're in, in Europe are right now. <laughs> so they, they must have hooked up with uh, a a touring package company, and you know i don't I don't know what it costs to to, to get onto to something like that um but you know, again, it's 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 sort of pay to play,
0: you know. I mean, I'd love yeah. to go. I'd
1: love to go over there and do it. It would be a great time. It would be an awesome vacation. Um, but logistically, it's it's just it's kind of tough to you know to get everybody to save that much money. You know, it's it's kind of
3: hard. Yeah, you shouldn't have to. You know, like when you say it like that, you're like a band wants to go out and play, but you got to save up enough money to go out and do it. It it just doesn't sound right. right you know, <laughs> you should yeah, be getting be, the money to, to go practice. out and play. Yeah,
1: you know, it, yeah. It's, somebody it's would scoop you up and yeah, ship you off to Europe. And right? somebody would come along—a yeah. rich guy some with little, a little fairy dust some guy with a cigar. Hey, you guys are good. <laughs> some guy with a cigar, <laughs> and a bad suit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Doc McGee would come along. All right, guys, you made it. I think you guys are good.
3: they are going to turn you into stars. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sad when you, have to, when you have to think of it that way. Because you're like, you know, listen, we got a show for you guys in Detroit. You're like, I'm sorry, we just don't have the money this week to go play there. I mean, you shouldn't have to worry about you know coming up with the money to go play the show. You should be making yeah. the money to play the show. It's a shame when when you, when you hear stuff like that.
1: It is. It's it's tough. You know. And even like touring locally, like if we were to do a, a cross-country tour, we'll get paid. But it's so expensive, gas and stuff like that to to get around. We're, you know, we usually break even. Like the the tours we've done, we usually kind of break even, which I figure that's a success. People hear yeah. the music. They get. We have a great time. Uh, you know, we getting the music out there. We're having fun. You know, but to pay. To do each individual show or pace, like I just, I don't know, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. But whatever, to each his own, you know.
3: Yeah. Well, what about that? We you know we're starting to get more and more festivals here in the U.S. Some smaller ones, some bigger ones. You think it might be trying to hook up with one of those festivals where you at least get out in front of a, I'm hoping a good sized audience. and I'm hoping these festivals are drawing people. I don't get to a lot of them myself, but it sounds like yeah. Oh
1: yeah, a couple of years ago we just we did uh, fest. In Chicago with Grim Reaper and Riot. A uh, year before that, we did uh, Warriors of Metal with Flotsam and Jetsam and Hellstar. Um, yes, yeah, those are great. There's, like you said, there's a lot of good stuff in the U.S. coming up now.
3: And just think you were one of the last bands to play with Steve Grimm when he had two legs.
1: <laughs> oh!
4: Wow. <laughs> That guy's a trooper, man. He is. My he is. God. He is. What a great I would have you know, gave up that. didn't even slow him down.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. he didn't miss a beat. Yeah. And I, I, I met him for a split second, just enough to say, hey, I'm a huge fan. Uh, you guys were great. And he he seems like a great guy.
3: Steve's a yeah, okay. sweetheart of a guy. He's yeah. been on the show before many times. And he's got you coming to the U.S. Uh, at the end of, I think, August. Uh, he's going to be uh, going on a whole tour with the Grim Reaper all over. It's like, it's like a awesome. two-month toy he's going to be doing here in the U.S. He's playing everywhere with Leather Leone. Awesome. It's going to be a great show. Steve's a great guy. He's like a joke like that. But, yeah, he was a trooper. If I was down south and had to have a leg cut off, I think I'd rather have my <laughs> cock cut off than have to cut my leg off down there.
4: Yeah, where was he? he was, what country was he, was he in? Was like, I think it was
3: like Peru or somewhere in South America. I don't remember where. But, yeah, it might have been a witch doctor to cut his leg off for all I know. Yeah,
4: right? <laughs> no <laughs> anesthesia? No <laughs> anesthesia?
3: Who knows? Listen, you won't feel a thing. Don't worry. We'll take care of it. <laughs> here,
1: here, bite this. <laughs> it's, just,
3: it's just a
4: little
1: yeah, flesh
3: wound. Not...
4: Don't worry.
1: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, no, what a trooper, yeah. man. and a great, What a great voice.
3: Yeah, he's still got it. He's still got it, definitely. Like I said, he, he was up in the Keeper Truth Festival, I think, a few weeks ago, playing. You know, it's amazing. You know, nothing stops this guy. God bless him.
1: Hey, old medallers, they, 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 they don't quit. They just keep coming back and coming back.
3: Absolutely. Hey, listen, Steve Glenn, I'm going to cut you guys loose because I want to play a couple of songs. We're going to wrap up this show in about a half hour, and I want to get at least a few songs on off the new record. Tell everybody the best place to keep up with you guys, see what's going on, and more importantly, buy this record.
1: Oh, man, thank you very much. Yeah, check us out. We're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com, Skullhammer Official. Uh, Reverb Nation, we've got a page there uh, You can contact us Probably the quickest through that uh, Our stuff's, you know, pretty much everywhere You can uh, you can buy the album at CD Baby Yes, thank you um,
3: Yep Excellent, well, listen I don't think I'm going to be around eight years from now So let's not take that long to get another one out So we can do this again Maybe
1: four Hopefully we can do it in less time <laughs> than that
3: that sounds good. I got about two years left, in me, so let's do it by then.
1: Definitely. Well, I'm 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 working on a home studio project right now, so I think that the next album we do, we may self record, and then that would make our 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 situation a lot easier to do. Like, you know, if we wanted to release a song or an EP or whatever, we'd have more control of our recording.
3: Absolutely. That sounds great. All right, go get working on that, Steve. I'm looking forward to a new record real soon.
1: All right, well, hopefully another week or two.
3: You got it. All right. <laughs> Steve, Glenn, it was great talking to you guys today, man. The best of luck with the new record, and I'm hoping to catch you guys live one day.
4: Thank, Thank you very much. much. Great talking to you, you again, got, Mike. Take
3: care. You got it, guys. Take care. Have a great night. You too. All right. Great guys. They are Skohammer. You know, I wanted to have a video out for this song, so let's play it first, then we'll get into something else right after that. Here's Nomads of the Wasteland. Skullham off of Resistant Time. Reach out to the band, check them out on Facebook and buy this record. That was Prisoners of Fate. Alright, we only have one guest on tonight's show, but we're going to wrap it up in about a half hour. We'll play a few more tunes between now and then. Next Sunday night, John Macko of Fifth Angel will be on the show. I know Iman asked if he sent me the new music yet. He has not. Uh, I'll make sure I get it before he comes on next uh, Sunday night. We'll play some new music by Fifth Angel. I actually haven't heard the song myself. A lot of people are saying it sounds pretty good. I haven't heard it myself, but uh, we'll have it up here for everybody next week. And then we have one more show left this month. I don't remember who was actually on the show. I think the Ben Grimna is actually on the show. Uh, one of those uh, folk battle bands <laughs> We recorded the interview like a week ago And we're kind of taking it easy this summer You know, we always overload the show With like two or three guests a week And you know, it, it's those dog days of summer that I'm getting older And I just don't want to like go through two or three guests in one show So we keep it to like one guest Like, you know, pretty much for the last two months And once September comes around, the fall starts up again, you know, we'll start having more guests on the show each week and making the shows go a little bit longer. I guess it's those dog days of summer, you know. I just want to enjoy the weather while we have it. Up here in the Northeast, we don't get very many months of nice weather. The last thing I want to do is be locked up in a studio for two or three hours a week when I can be outside enjoying the sun and the warm weather and the pool. But we're going to pick it up here in September next month. I know we have uh, Donnie Hill from Thrust on the show. In August, I'm looking to book one or two more guests, and it's going to be a short month because we have a lot of other commitments on a personal level, so we won't be doing a lot of shows. We'll be back in September for our 10-year anniversary show, and we'll have a great one for everybody. All right, let me see what I can do for everybody right now. I was just reading about uh, – who was I reading? Stephen Pearson. He was – uh it really wasn't bad to anybody in the band, but that'll start up again pretty soon. He was just explaining that Warren Martini is out of the band because he just didn't want to go out there. Now, I don't really know what go out there means. I guess going out there to play live and performing and going out on the road. I know that gets to be difficult as we get older, and it's not as glamorous as it looks in the movie Rock Rockstar. Uh, but when he got back together with the band, there were at least three of the five original members kind of uh, reunited for Rat last year. You know, you know you're know you going out and playing live. You just don't reunite as a band and say, okay, that's it. You got to record music. You got to play live. That's a part of us. I'm sure something else happened, and he's just not mentioning it, and we don't really know what's going on yet. But uh, Steven says that he just wants to go out and have fun and put all the bullshit behind him. But the only person in the band left from the original lineup is Juan. I think Steven's bad mouth won more than anybody else over the years. So how long that's going to last is beyond me. It's getting to the point where there's going to be one of them left probably by the end of the year. And they're going to be in the same position it was when Bobby Blotz was out there going out on the rat and everybody was ripping him apart for being the only original member in the band. So we'll see what happens. Also Tracy land. We had Tracy on the show about four years ago from rock artists. Uh, she's out of the band. Uh, I don't know really what happened. They're saying that she couldn't make a show for personal reasons. And because of that, she is no longer part of the band for other reasons. And I went to Tracy's Facebook page because we're friends on there and, it didn't sound like she had anything going on that would stop her being in the band, so I think there's a lot more to within that. We'll see what happens. I know back in the early days of the band, um, the Turner's father kind of managed the group, and they said he was sort of like a like a dictatorial type of person with the group, so I don't know if he's still doing it, if he's still alive. I mean, God forbid he's not, but I don't know what happened there, but I used to like Rock Goddess. They're a pretty good band, and I was excited when those three classic members put it back together, but there'll be a replacement bass player coming soon. We'll see what happens. All right, let's get back to the music right now. How about, uh, let me see here. How about some Merciful Fate, Satan's Fall. Sacred Blade with Legacy, and right before that, Acid, Let Me Die, and a nice long 11-minute song by Merciful Fate, Satan's Fall. I remember meeting up with Merciful Fate in 83, I want to say it was, at Zigzag Records. They were here in the U.S. for the first time, playing out the Melissa record, and we met the band in the store, and it was a great day for everybody over there. I miss those days, I really do. You know, I'm happy where I am in life, I love, you know, where life's taking me, but Sometimes a part of me misses those classic days when you were a kid, you had nothing to worry about. You did mind standing in line for nine hours waiting to get into a record store to meet, <laughs> to meet a band that you were fond of. Now today I get to talk to them every week for nothing on my show. Cost me anything, time, money, nothing. I love it. All right, let's see what we can do right now. We're going to do a couple more tunes. We're going to wrap it up because, you know, it's Sunday night. It's the summertime and 90 Day Fiance starts at 8 o'clock. I have to be up there with my popcorn for the beginning of it. This week is going to be great. George might have a love child from, uh, from an old sweetheart, and if that's the case, Anafisa is going to leave him cold, she said tonight. And I can't wait to see what happens. Also, last week, Pedro got into a fight with uh, Chantel's brother, River. I mean, they really went at each other. and Then he kicked over the glass tableware. It's going to be a great episode tonight. I have to tell you, Chantel's pretty cute. I don't know what she's doing with that guy, but that's life, right? All right, what can we do for you right now? How about some Queens uh, Queensryche? Take hold of the flame. right take hold of the flame if i knew where the band would have wound up 25 years later i probably never would have stuck with them (laughs) because i'm a fan i love that ep even when the first record came out the take hold of the flame i mean you could hear like the writing on the wall they were starting to change a little bit more commercial sounding more streamlined but it was still a great record and i know everybody in the mother says operation mind crime is the album to be for them but i don't know i just never got into it i mean there were a couple of good tunes on there I was never a fan of like certain concept records, and that, that's that was one of them. I just don't get it, you know. That's just me. All right, well, they're still out there with Halotory fronting the band right now, and he actually sounds more like Jeff Tate than Jeff Tate sounds like Jeff Tate, and he always did. If you listen to Todd singing in any band he was in before he joined Clean, Reich he actually sounded like Jeff Tate even back then, you know. So it is what it is. All right, we're gonna do one more tune. We're gonna wrap it up here tonight. We're going to call it a day. I want to thank our guest. I want to thank Stephen Glenn from Skullhammer for being on tonight's show. Next week, John Matko from Fifth Angel. And then we're closing out the month with Grimmer. And then I'll get the August schedule out to everybody in another week or so. So how about we do a little, you know what? Let's do Bad Axe, the Ice Queen. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. I will see you guys next Sunday night. Good night, everybody. <speaking> in the window, dear
0: My mom has a permanently stuck in the '80s thing. We're talking teased up, feathered hair, acid-washed denim jacket, and shoulder pads. So many shoulder pads. But I just got a new phone from AT and T. Check this out. I got a second phone to gift my mom. So now she can finally ditch her old one for a phone that can actually stream all the '80s shows she loves. Come into an AT and T store and find out how to get a smartphone on us. AT and T, more for your thing. That's our thing. See store for details.